Welcome to day 73 of the story that changes everything. And congratulations! Our reading for today not only begins our journey through the book of Judges with chapters 1 through 3, but it also means that we're exactly 20% of the way through the Bible. You're doing great. So here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. The book of Judges opens with the words, After Joshua's death, the Israelites asked the Lord, Who should go up first to fight for us against the Canaanites? Since the book won't actually tell readers about the death of Joshua until chapter 2, verse 6 and following, many scholars assume that chapter 1, verse 1 through chapter 2, verse 5 is an independent introduction added to the text to give a formal description of what the reader will encounter in the entire book. The key theme of this opening introduction is the 12 tribes' failure to conquer the land. Although you may notice some success by Judah, Judah will often be viewed favorably in Judges compared to the other tribes. And the tribe of Joseph has some success in this chapter thanks to a subversive Rahab-like convert that they make when they attack Bethel. The repeated line, nevertheless, in this section is, they did not drive out the people. And because the people aren't driven out, Judges will narrate how the various tribes slowly incorporate Canaanite culture and faith into their worship of Yahweh, leading to a downward spiral of disobedience to the covenant. And to make matters worse, the text will also describe the ways in which Israel enslaved various groups of people, so that those who were delivered from slavery are now becoming reflections of the Egyptians and the Canaanites themselves. The next major section, chapter 2, verse 6 through chapter 3, verse 6, describes first the death of Joshua, but then it describes the pattern that the people fall into, a pattern that will be repeated as this downward spiral that plays out through the entire book. And that downward spiral pattern will go something like this. The people sin by compromising with surrounding idolatries. God will then punish them by allowing a nation to oppress them. The people will cry out in their bondage. God will hear them and raise up a military leader, known as a judge, who will deliver them and establish a time of peace. And this pattern will repeat again and again. Two verses in this section sum up the problem. Chapter 2, verse 10 describes this new generation as one that didn't know the Lord and who did not learn or remember the things Yahweh had done for their ancestors. And chapter 3, verse 4, describes the surrounding nations as a test for Israel to find out whether they would obey the Lord's commands, those commands given through Moses. Spoiler alert, they will repeatedly fail these tests. The actual stories of the judges begins with chapter 3, verse 7. The remainder of chapter 3 will tell about Othniel, Ahud, and Shamgar. Now, the book of Judges contains the stories of seven major and six minor judges. The stories of the major judges will start with Othniel and end with Samson. And as these stories of the major judges progress, two things will take place. First, the stories will get longer. Othniel's story takes up five verses. Samson's will take up four chapters. And secondly, the stories will follow a deeper and deeper spiral of sin. Othniel, the first, will represent a model of judgeship, but by the time we get to the end, Samson will demonstrate little or no exemplary character. So Othniel's story is fairly straightforward. The Israelites sinned by worshiping the Baals or the Asherahs. 
So the Lord allows the king of Aram to subject the people to oppression for eight years. They get sick of it, they cry out to God, and Othniel, Caleb's younger brother, whom we've met before, goes to war with Aram, and he wins, and he establishes a 40-year period of peace. The next story, the story of Ahud, is longer, more colorful, and as my grandfather would say, much earthier. The Israelites sin, God allows Eglon, the king of Moab, to oppress them. They cry out, and God sends Ahud from the tribe of Benjamin to deliver them. Now, there's a funny play on words here in the text. The name Benjamin means son of the right hand, but Ahud happens to be left-handed. Actually, the text could be read that Ahud has a deformed right hand, or some scholars think the wording implies that Ahud had intentionally bound his right hand so that he could learn to become an ambidextrous fighter. Whatever the case, the left hand of Ahud comes in handy, pun intended, and it comes in handy in a way that would make for a colorful VeggieTales video, to say the least. But after he kills the king of Moab, he then conquers this leaderless people, and he establishes peace for 80 years. Shamgar, one of the six minor judges, just gets one verse. He's probably included here because he will be mentioned in the Song of Deborah, which is just a couple of chapters away. One other interesting note is that Shamgar is described in terms that likely make him an outsider to Israel who fights on their behalf. As we read Judges this week, we will encounter a lot of failure on the part of God's people that will lead to a great deal of suffering and violence. However, we will also keep encountering a God who hears their cries and is able to raise up a deliverer. So read these colorful texts carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Journal your thoughts, prayers, and questions. And take a lesson from King Eglon. Don't let left-handed strangers whisper things to you while you're in the restroom. Our readings for tomorrow are Judges chapters 4 through 6 and Psalm 31. I'll talk to you tomorrow.